Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Laurent Cortines. It is Friday, October 21st. In this episode, we will review the previous Match Week 12 and all the midweek fixtures and look forward to Match Week 13 and Chelsea versus Manchester United. There is no but first. We'll go directly into the scores and start things off and see where we are there. First games were on Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Brighton take a nil-nil draw at the Amex. They, of course, Brighton gonna Brighton. They batter for us, but still don't score any goals. When will they get a striker? Also on Tuesday, Crystal Palace come back from down a goal to beat Wolves at Selhurst. Crystal Palace remain one of the fun teams in the league, and Patrick Vieira has his boys flying. An incredible transition. There was a great podcast on the Atlantic football podcast just about Crystal Palace worth a listen. We went into Wednesday. We had a full slate of games. Nothing really to write home about. Uh, Newcastle won at home versus Everton. Almiron with another goal. He leads the team in goals. Isn't that crazy? Then Bournemouth lose on the South Coast Derby to Southampton. I didn't watch this game, but they lost at the Vitality on a goal by uh, Che Adams, a header right across the box. No big deal. Then a night game in Brentford. Oh, could that be trouble? You bet your ass it is. Chelsea, nil. Brentford, nil. Kepa keeps Chelsea in this game. Then another game, Liverpool 1-0 against West Ham. Liverpool starting to get the machine rolling. Two clean sheets in a row. Allison saved their ass, as he did when they were at their best. So West Ham, hard done not to have a draw. Bowen misses a penalty. Then the last game of the day, Manchester United, with their best performance in 18 months, Win 2-0 against Tottenham. Goals by Fred and Bruno Fernandes. Fred's was deflected. Bruno Fernandes's was very, very nice. Spurs were completely abject, and I don't understand them. I wish Mike was here to state their case. Antonio Conte is just a crap Jose Mourinho with faker hair. And then Thursday, Fulham 3, Aston Villa 0. Ooh, we're going to talk about that game first. And Leicester City get their machine rolling, win 2-0 versus Leeds at the King Power. And that sets off match week 12. Wow. Big news out of match week 12. Aston Villa do depart ways finally with uh, Steven Gerrard. Uh, as you know on this pod, when he took over for uh, Dean Smith, I thought he looked really good at first. I really liked what he had done at Rangers, having an undefeated season. He put the time in. Uh, not the most difficult league in the world, but they were going against Celtic, and they were a possession team, and they were good players, and it looked like he had Aston Villa moving in the right direction. The back half of the season, after the new manager bounce, and after they got Coutinho, was less inspiring, but I just kind of thought, oh, he got them off the bottom and kind of went from there. They did get the draw against United, against City, which was a big result. The first time it felt like um, Stevie G was going to get sacked. But I think a lot of things conspired against him. Uh, the Diego Carlos remake of the defense went against him because he then took the captaincy off of Tyrone Mings, which sort of set him back because then he had to bring Tyrone Mings back in. Uh, it does not appear the captain's armband has done any helping of McGinn. McGinn has not been as good. 
and they just looked listless and lifeless in this game, in a game to save their manager's job, Aston Villa didn't show up. So we have another vacancy at Aston Villa. We currently have three vacancies. Bournemouth has not appointed their manager. Gary O'Neill does look good to keep that job, but maybe he'll just keep it for the whole season. Uh, Wolves are still without their manager. Uh, they never replaced uh, Bruno Large. They're still going with um, Stephen Davis. So he's playing. That's fine. Uh, they tried to get uh, the fellow from QPR whose name evades me, but he said no. <laughs> uh, the rumors around Aston Villa were Pochettino, Tuchel, they're aiming high, or now Thomas Frank, but it does not appear anyone is really throwing their names into the hat for Aston Villa. I think a lot of managers are happy with where they are. Okay, so that's where that match week was. Um, I think the bigger news, we move on to United versus Tottenham. United played the best game they had played, which is nice. They did pop it around. They did have a stronger midfield with Fred and Casemiro actually playing well. They had a cohesive game plan. Things were moving well. I think they're back more to the Fernandez as primary fulcrum of creativity system, which I think suits him best. And that was the best versions of United under Ole. Um, they did not play Ronaldo. This was the best game they had played. They had a big win against Spurs. And Ronaldo proceeded to make this game about him. He refused to come in late in the game and then walked off in the 89th minute when the game was still going on. So that became the narrative around the game. I don't want to really talk about the Ronaldo thing. I think he's done. I think he's washed up. He's washed up at United. Nobody wanted him. I thought he would be good, but he's not. This is more about United playing well and getting a result they deserve. Uh, United are now sort of saying, hey, Ten Hag is the real deal. They have wins against Arsenal, Liverpool, and Tottenham. Those are very, very good wins. Really, the issues were those two early games when Ten Hag didn't really know what he had. Let's just be fair. And he tried to sort of play things around. Now, did City batter them? Yeah, but they tried to play. I think that was another naive moment where Ten Hag was like, okay, we won four in a row. Let's see where we are. And when you see where we are against Manchester against Manchester City, you can get beat pretty badly. And I think that's really what happened. I don't think any United fan actually is angry at that City result. They gave it a go. They did score to the three, right? It was 6-3. So, you know, it wasn't the end of the world. But this is a better result. It's a clean sheet. It's against Spurs. It's against Conte that a lot of uh, um, uh, United fans wanted as the manager. And you're starting to see the downside of Conte. He, again, continues to double down on a defensive approach when his team is better than this. But it's not a defensive team the way he wants it. But he can't seem to play to the team strength, he wants Spurs to play the way he wants them to play rather than be more risk-taking and more swashbuckling, which the personnel of Spurs dictates. He wants to make them be defensive. And because their personnel does not mandate a defensive team because they're not that good defensively, he has to be more defensive to make it work. 
So I think he's he's trying to square peg a round hole when he really should be much more attacking. Uh, and it's really frustrating. And it's frustrating to watch. And it's frustrating to watch with Spurs from Spurs fans. You know, they're really just waiting for teams to make mistakes and get the ball to Kane and Son. But good teams don't make mistakes. And so they're always going to look dire against good teams that just get it done. And United were good in this game, and they deserve to win. Um, you know, they popped it around. They took a lot of shots, a lot. 29 shots, 10 on target. This was a really poor performance from Spurs, frankly, and they probably could have lost by more. Uh, Lloris was really good. Uh, but I think, you know, Spurs fans have to look in the mirror and start going, is this what we signed up for? And if this is where they're going to go, I, I think there's a ceiling for Spurs, and top four is the ceiling. I thought maybe they were better than this. I thought maybe there was something within Conte that could go past this, but he seems to be mired and kind of grumpy and kind of second season Conte-ish at this point. So uh, not really much to write home about there. Uh, Liverpool, I watched this game and we had our, all our, our group chat on WhatsApp. Please let me know in the comments if you want to be in it and uh, we, we can we can send you the link. But this was um this was a good this was a good performance um for Liverpool. They got the goal. They got the first goal from Nunez. You know, he looked good. He looked strong. He's he's creating but not finishing. You know, took six shots, three on target. That's a lot for a striker. So he was really lively. And, you know, there were moments there. But I think West Ham can also give themselves some credit. After halftime, there was a three-player sub in the 57th minute. Uh, Klopp took off Fabinho, Elliott, and Curtis Jones. And the game changed from then on. I think the last half hour of the game were really uh, a game for West Ham. Uh, yeah, and, and the stats show that. Once once he came off, there was a there was a big change. And West Ham pushed and tried to, to get the game done. Uh, they feel bad for not having a draw, I'd say. But, you know, this is good for Liverpool. They're off to Schneid. They're moving. Um, and they're there. Uh, the the Chelsea game doesn't have a lot to talk about. I think the talking points there are, hey, they're still a work in progress. They're still trying to get where they need to go. It's still problematic for Chelsea. But, you know, they're not giving anything up. They seem to react when there's a new manager and they start defending again. But they're still injured and they're still battling their way through. Still not scoring goals. And uh, I don't know what the right answer is for them there. I don't want to go too long on this episode because it's late and it's Friday and everyone knows what's already going on. Um, so the early game Saturday, let's go into the games. Early game Saturday, Forest versus Liverpool. Forest are terrible right now. They still don't know what they're doing. I think um, Steve, Steve Cooper is finally figuring out this team can't attack yet. They don't have a sol solid base in defense. So he's sitting on games right now and trying to get grind out draws, but the defense isn't good enough. Uh, Steve Cook still plays back there. Uh, so I expect Liverpool to, to get a result here. And then we've got Everton at home versus Crystal Palace. Different ball of wax, Everton at home versus Crystal Palace. I think this is a game that Everton is going to want to expect to get a result from something. Uh, if Crystal Palace can go up north and get something, that will be a big deal for London teams. London teams usually don't travel north, but we'll see what happens there. And then also on Saturday, City play my beloved Brighton at home. I'm less concerned at home against Brighton. I could see this being like a high-scoring game, 
Um, Brighton are going to have a go. We know that. And United and City are going to try and score goals. So we'll see what happens here. City had a bad result against Liverpool. Haven't scored for two straight games. But I expect them to win this game without a problem. Although Brighton are good, they're not good enough to beat City away. And then the big game is Chelsea home to Manchester United on the Saturday late. Um, I think these are two evenly matched teams at this point. Uh, United are the team in form. Uh, they come off. They've got their two wins. The games are coming thick and fast. They just get this big win, and then they've got to go again. Uh, their big thing, there'll be no Cristiano Ronaldo. He's suspended for his antics off the bench. But I think United don't care. I think they're better without him. They'll bring back Ericsson. And Chelsea are still chopping and changing, still trying to find a way forward. No Reese James. He may miss the World Cup. Uh, Conte's going to miss the World Cup. So they're big injuries for Chelsea. But Potter is still trying to find his groove. He's using all five subs every game, really changing things up every game to try and find the right solution to score goals and move his team forward. I believe in him. I still think he's doing a good job. Chelsea aren't giving up goals. So this, I edge it to Chelsea in a 1-0 victory. Sunday, Wolves-Leicester. Leicester have righted it a touch, and Wolves are pretty bad, but away... I don't know what's going to happen in this game. These teams are both bad. It's a relegation six-pointer for two teams. We expect it to be better. Then Villa play Brentford. I don't like Brentford away, but Villa have been so, so bad. I think there will be a, a breath of fresh air. It felt like Villa were really tight for Gerard. I think they did like him, but they just didn't know what to do. So we'll see what reaction Villa has against Brentford. I'd expect the draw here. Uh, Southampton, Arsenal, this is a big game. I know that this is one of these weird ones where Arsenal should have no problem against Southampton, but if there is a team that is a mystery that can get that can beat you or lose by five, it's Southampton at home. So this will be another test for Arsenal. They had a midweek Europa League game that they won, but they are starting to get a little jaded, a little bit of schedule. Is, do they have the depth there? This is interesting. And then the next game after that is Leeds- against Fulham at Ellen Road, a barn burner. Leeds are having problems scoring goals, but they're still pressing. They still have all the good underlying numbers, but they've got to find a way to put goals on the board. Uh, Bamford's not getting there. They've missed a couple penalties here and there. Uh, Fulham were really good. Fulham away, Ellen Road. Honestly, I'm not even being funny. This might be the game of the day on Sunday. Could be really fantastic. And then the late game on Sunday, Sunday night, Newcastle go to Tottenham Hotspur. These are two of the best defenses in the league. Newcastle with the best defense in the league. Uh, they're going to press Tottenham hard and see where they get to. I think it's a weakness. I could see Newcastle winning this game uh, 1-0. Uh, they, Tottenham really have to find a result here to, to, to get their season back on track. I think it's the manner. They need to win with style for Spurs because it just... Ugh. It's been really brutal. And then the Monday night game is West Ham uh, v. Bournemouth. Wow. All those games. Um, I am going to end this show because it's short and it's Friday and no one wants to listen to me talk any longer. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Just Laurent. Uh, Mike and Abigail and family are doing well. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so you never miss a show. We, we are part of the Chop Sports Network and of Fan Hub. Please 
to rate and review the show. And we will see you on Monday. And enjoy your football.